Welcome to the podcast from heartache to healing and hope. Season two, weathering the storm, cultivating kindness. And I'm your host, Bernadette Wintersbell. Hello, I'm Bernadette Wintersbell, and this is my podcast from heartache to healing and hope. And in this series, same storm, woo, different boats. I want to welcome my special guest, Jennifer. Welcome in. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So I'm going to guess that you know yourself better than anybody else here between the two of us. <laughs> so would you be so kind as to introduce yourself to my uh, My audience? name is Jennifer Finkel. I live in Andes where I have been teaching for 31 years. I live with my junior high school sweetheart and our dog Daisy. Now your sweetheart is not still in junior high. Am I correct about that? <laughs> No. <laughs> Your no. sweetheart since junior high, right? Yeah. How lovely. Yeah. How lovely. Wonderful. And Andy's is here in upstate New York, maybe 45 minutes from Oneonta, where I am right now. Correct. Right. It's a lovely, I've been through it many times, a lovely town. Wonderful. So you're a teacher there? I am. Wonderful. And what do you teach? This year I'm teaching a combined kindergarten first grade class. Really combined? Is that because of the number of students? Yes. Wow. We started combining classes. I started out as a standalone first grade teacher. Mm -hmm. And then a couple years I did a combined first and second grade. And then last year the kindergarten teacher retired and they pushed my combination to K-1. Ah, I'm guessing that has its interesting challenges. It does. Because people, people, kids would be at different levels of learning, particularly yeah. within the genders. Wow. And coming back from the whole home school. Right. We, I have kids that ranged from pre-K through third grade when they came back in September. So it does make it very difficult. For sure. Yeah. So I often say to people that I heard uh, that after World War I, because the sources of communication were obviously so different. People would ask one another, how was your war? Um, to learn how it, uh, they had fared. So I say to you, Jennifer, how has your pandemic been? Um, I can tell you that teaching through the computer is definitely not for me. <laughs> not at all. I, I'm not a super tech savvy person to start with. So to try to do all of those Zooms and schedule things with kids and post assignments for first graders, first and second graders last year was, was difficult. So I'm super glad we got to go back in person. Wonderful. Now, did your school go back in person at the beginning of the school year? We did, five days a week. Wow. And has that continued till now? Yes. I think you're the first school person teacher that has shared with me that they've had that experience. So apparently your district is doing something wonderful. That I think because we're so small, we're able to manage the numbers. Wow, that's pretty so it's, it's wonderful. Wow. I worried all summer about how I was going to teach kindergarten through a computer. Those, those kids really need to be with each other. 
Well, wow. sure, because you get the wiggles. You know, my grandmother used to say I had ants in my pants, you know, and you couldn't sit still. And that's particularly hard to do at those ages, you know. They, learn, they need to learn to be people more than just the academics. And you can't do that if you're not around other kids to manage that. That's such an important piece um, that the socialization, whether it's being with other children, um, other adults, and, and just learning how to interact in public yes. when you're five or six and, and yeah. onward. The academic pieces are important, but I think becoming a person is much more important at that age. I have to say, yeah. I totally agree. I always thought my child is out of school now. <laughs> um, but what he learned that were life skills, that we taught life skills, always seemed more important to me that he was going to take with him more so than geometry or other things. You know? And they're coming to school without those things now. So we have to provide those life skills there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That's interesting. So you've been teaching for many years. 31. Okay. And has anything else caught your attention that you're passionate about? Well, we have a lot of hobbies. Mm -hmm. We run a, a small farm on our five acres of land. Nice. Every little corner that we can. What kind of farm? Um, we've got um, laying hens. Mm. We have 30 colonies of honeybees. Ooh, nice. We grow shiitake mushrooms in the woods behind the barn yum, yum. from farmer's markets. Nice. Oh, boy, that's well-rounded. So I hear that there's a special project you've been involved with for about 20 years now. Can you tell us about that? Yes. Uh, since 1999, we have been doing... Um, what we call the random act of kindness project mm -hmm. at the school. Mm -hmm. I started a journal uh, between faculty and staff where they just write uh, small heartfelt messages to each other, uh, complimenting each other, perhaps giving a gift, not always, uh, with the journal. And it just moves from one desk to the other secretly. Um, there are a few people who still haven't received it and every new person that gets it is totally surprised by what they read and how long it's been going on. And what uh, motivated you to start this? There was an episode on Oprah one day um, after school when I got to come home at three before I started the after school program. Mm -hmm. um, and she was just talking about how wonderful it feels for the person who gives the act of kindness and also the person who receives. Every one of us sitting here today, there is something that you can do in your life right now, today, to make a difference in the life of somebody else's. And so to extend yourself in kindness to anybody is an extension in kindness in the world. And you thought, hmm, we could do this. Try, sure. Wonderful. It simple enough. I didn't think that it was going to continue on this long and sometimes it stalls right. and I have to make sure that it, it keeps moving. 
but it's been going. But that happens with things, you know, whenever you have something that's longer than, you know, 10 minutes, um, it goes through and then somewhere there it stalls and you give it a little nudge, a little encouragement, it moves along, right. And that's how things go. You know, that's how families continue to gather or people talk or do write in the book. So they're writing something nice, I'm assuming, <laughs> about one particular person. Any of the staff members in the school. Wow. It could be the teachers, it could be the custodians, the bus drivers, whoever they wish to pass it on to. And then after they write that, then it goes to that person that they wrote about? Yes. Oh. Yes. What was the most surprising reaction that you've heard about or encountered in all these 20 years? Um, I think the most surprising reactions come from the people who didn't even know that it existed oh. and looking back at the entries of people that there are a few people who are deceased there are many people who have moved on to other jobs that they don't even necessarily know right. but can relate to what was posted about those people wow isn't that amazing when you get it something is. and you don't know it existed and somebody wrote something nice about you right and of course, in my little imagination, it's just the day they need to feel something good from sometimes. somebody. Yes, sometimes that's how it works out. Right, right. They need a, a nice piece of humanity. Wow, unbelievable. Has anybody not wanted to participate? Uh, a couple of times I've gotten it back and mm -hmm. they just had opted not, not to do it. And then I just continued it on again. Okay, oh. I you think don't two, two occasions that that happened. Okay, and you don't make them do it. It's not like- Oh, no, no, no. Nope. <laughs> oh, of course, I'm just teasing. <laughs> well, that's absolutely wonderful. And so at the, you started it, and at the end of that school year, what happened to that book? Whoever has it last continues it on. They either hold on to it and wait and, and send it back in September again. Or if it was one of the people who opted not to do it, then I had it back and then I would send it on again in September. Wow. So they're a little bit tattered and torn, these books, from being passed on so many times. And, and somebody actually put them in a plastic bag to try to hold the cover on the one. Because <laughs> I like to send both of them together so that they can see how far back it actually does go. Wow. But that's like go into um, an attic at your grandmother's to help clean it out of the library and finding an old book and that gives it history right there you know that it's tattered like that you know wow that is absolutely fascinating so as you were doing this did you have any idea of what you would do with it or just continue it along for as long as you could I was just going to continue it along as as long as I could until the um the retired superintendent received it. He was working as a teacher evaluator after he retired as the superintendent. And he's the one who said, you know, this could really be a lasting tribute to the uniqueness of our school and you should check and, and see if you could get this published. And I was kind of thinking, well, who's who from the outside of Andy's school is, would really want to read about the people that work here. Well, Margaretville and Delhi on either side, maybe, right, right, Ropovina, right. No, but I could appreciate um, 
that perspective on you thinking, why would people want to read this? And then wh what did, what thoughts did you have after that? Well, I contacted Beatrice and thought, well, maybe she'd be interested in this. Maybe not. Cause I was thinking about the interest level of other people right. reading about our unique situation and not knowing any of the people involved, not really thinking about starting the project other places, right? Just really just thinking about the publishing piece of it. And, you know, also because it speaks to humanity and that people have participated in it and have kind things to say about others when prompted, you know, given the book, that speaks to all of us as humans. I mean, that's how I'm hearing it. You know, it just so happens that it happened in this lovely little upstate town. Um, but it, I would imagine could be replicated in some forms everywhere. Yes. You and know, the plan, the plan is to hopefully, hopefully replicate it in all of the Delaware County and Otsego County schools. That's the plan at the moment. Love it, love it. So Beatrice, who's the producer of my podcast, so may I say you chose wisely, um, she thought that this would be a good idea to publish this? Yes. Oh, excellent. Were you surprised by that piece of information that she, it was like, yeah, this is a good idea, let's do this? Yes, I was definitely surprised. Wow, wonderful. Happy so, though. Yeah, absolutely. It's wonderful that other people will get the opportunity to get the feel-good factor absolutely. out of the project. And imagine that you're an alumni of the school. And when this gets published, they could say, I went to that school. And maybe never before did they say, I'm so proud. I went to Andy's. Maybe they, you know, Maybe it was a good memory, but now they can say, look what my school did, you know, here's the book, you know, wow. So the plan then is to have it published um, and then offer it out to the, the schools in those two counties that you mentioned, which are pretty big. Yeah, there are, um, I think I had written down, there are 12 districts in Otsego County and 13 districts in Delaware County. So there's like 46 schools or something like that. So they'll each get a copy of the book and then also a blank journal so that they can go ahead and start the same type of project if they wish in their schools. Excellent, absolutely. So there's really no excuse um, in the fall for some schools starting this. They just need a Jennifer to say, Right. Like I'll kind of be the headquarters. I'll pass it along or receive it back and make sure that it's moving along. Yes. Like well, maybe that's the teachers association president. Right. I don't know where that would begin, but you know what? I think at every school there's somebody who, when asked, will do something like this. So um, I'm guessing the money doesn't come out of the cookie jar from either you or Beatrice. So how does this get funded? Um, well, the original um, close to $6,000 came from donations from organizations here in town um, and the neighboring town. And then Beatrice wrote um, a grant to the O'Connor Foundation for the rest of the match. 
can you believe that happened? <laughs> well, the O'Connor Foundation is a wonderful organization. Wow. Now, is that here in New York or is that national? That's here in New York. Wow, that's excellent. And so people in town, in, in your town, wanted to contribute to this and support it. That's um, wonderful. The, the historical society who felt that it was an important piece of history for our school. Um, there was oh, a <laughs> Margaville Telephone Company, mm -hmm. um, some family members and friends donated as well. Excellent. It's lovely. Yes. Boy, that must have been a lot surprising, shocking to you. Yes. Yeah. Just amazing. So what comments have you heard from people in town about this wonderful well, project? I mean, limited to those people who have donated to the project, um, there are not very many people who even know that it exists yet. Ah. There are some places in town that have offered to take some of the books once it does get published mm -hmm. and sell them um, so that the awareness does get out. Wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. Now it's kind of just within the, the confines of the school that, that most people know about it. Well, maybe when we launch this, we could let Oprah know the impact that she's had. And all right, I don't have a direct line. That was just another fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows, right? You didn't know 20 years ago this was no. going to happen, right? That's how it all began. Right, exactly. From hearing something, you know, planting seeds and people take the, and they bloom inside of us. And then we go from there. Wow, this is excellent. So um, are the students aware, do you know, of this project? I don't think they were until a couple of months ago, the fourth grade teacher um, kind of did a spin-off of the Random Acts of Kindness project between students and staff and students and students. So they were passing along um, small journals to each other as well. It was a short, short term project. So she's gotten all of those back, but they were able to make comments to their fellow classmates, other class, class um, members and teachers and staff. Wow. Isn't that, and fourth grade, what a great, about 10 years old, you know, how yeah. wonderful to heal something kind about yourself because yeah. kids in school as you're well aware can be a little mean you know yes and and that's at that age they tend to be yes right and particularly then well it's good anytime in my mind but you know lovely then they could know that it's possible to say something good about someone even an adult <laughs> and about another student that's excellent and not feel embarrassed i think they feel embarrassed sometimes to be kind and say nice things to others. Sure. It's easier to be mean yeah. and get their attention that way than it is to be kind. Well, that's a true thing. And it's, when you write it, um, it's not like announcing it to the class, right. you know? So you have a little um, privacy, shall we say, amenity, um, but yet it's, it's out there, you know? Um, a I think little more permanently. Yes. And, you know, in the time of social media and how they communicate more now, um, 
isn't that another wonderful thing to say, look, this is a book <laughs> and you write with a pen or a pencil. And, right, right. And we're going to hold on to it. Right. That's just absolutely lovely. Wonderful. Yeah. It makes me think of other students and how this could take off and all different kinds of ways. Excellent. So it's being put into a book. Okay. Um, are there any um, artwork or anything going along with this? I took to Beatrice um, the cover art and the pages that will go in between each of the years mm -hmm. that the students in the art classes have designed. Mm -hmm. We're not sure if those are going to work or not for the cover of the book and, and the, the yearly inserts, but that's can I spill the, the goods here? <laughs> Just between you and I, it's go. Oh, good. <laughs> I won't, we won't tell anyone else. <laughs> um, right, so the artwork that I viewed is, is beautiful and how lovely that there's, the students get to add to this project, you know? Wonderful. Also, each year that the students have painted, you know, Sometimes that tells about what's going on in society or what colors are popular. How or... they're feeling. Yes, exactly. exactly. Oh, now we're into art uh, yeah. therapy. I love it. I love it. That's absolutely wonderful. Um, and um, so I heard that through Beatrice, there's going to be something at Bright Hills, which is a wonderful organization here in upstate New York with the Rand of Acts of Kindness book. Hopefully some of the people who have entries in the book will be able to share what they wrote about some of their colleagues. Right, that's on Word Thursdays that they have there? Yes. Yeah, it's just amazing. Um, you think of rural places as being cultureless. I don't think that's a word, so I apologize, but <laughs> void of culture perhaps is a better way to say that. Um, but yet there's so many wonderful things up here that this has a place that Word Thursdays and poems are read and books are read and, you know, and the public can view it and partake. That's absolutely wonderful. <sighs> do you think it would be students reading, staff reading? Who do you think would be reading those Word Thursdays? I'm hoping that the staff members who wrote the entries would be willing to share what they wrote. And some of them have several entries in the books, so they could pick and choose right. like ones. Share and who they would like to share about. Oh, I'm sure not everyone is shy, <laughs> if we can say it like that. <laughs> Wonderful. Not everyone. No. So if you were going to write a forward for this book, what is it you would want to say from your perspective? What it's meant to you, something in that vein. And you don't have to have the exact words because I know I'm putting you on the spot. <laughs> I apologize, but I don't take it back. <laughs> well, it's my hope that, that people will want to be kind mm -hmm. to each other. Um, my brother and I were fortunate because we grew up with two parents who who kind of molded us into being kind people. Um, my dad was always kind to people <laughs> through food. Mm -hmm. So we kind of continue that on. My brother is a big barbecue guy. So he likes to share his kindness through providing food to others. Um, my mother is still doing kind things for people, mostly through church. Um, so 
I guess um, just be nice to each other. I this world is so terrible right now. We just need more kind people. And it could be like you said, small, you know, yeah. like kind at the people at church. You know, uh, recently I'm often smiling and complimenting people on something um, because I know that in my little world, the little pebble I can put in the pond is to say, boy, that's a nice smile you have on today, or I like your blouse or anything. So I was in probably a supermarket recently and I have masks that are sparkly with stars or all sorts of things, because if I'm going to do it, it's going to be fun, you know? Right. And so a woman looked over at me and smiled. And so uh, from under my mask, I smiled back, but your eyes crinkle up a little, you know, and she's staring at me and I'm smiling back and just nodding. And she goes, I'm smiling because of your mask. <laughs> she felt the need to tell me why she was smiling at me as if that could be misconstrued. Which, wrong. Exactly. Yeah. And I said, really, I figured that. But even if you're just smiling at me, I'm okay. And she went, yeah, okay. Boom. She was gone. I think I scared her. Um, but that speaks to that we're not all comfortable in this society. And just being kind or smiling and saying, isn't that nice? You know, and people not thinking, oh, I'm weird. Well, I don't care if they think I'm weird, but most people aren't like that. <laughs> You know, we want, we want them to be kind because they can, not because they should be kind, but because exactly. they can be kind and be kind. Exactly, exactly. And it doesn't take much from us to smile at someone, just smile at them. You're passing them on the street with the masks on and just smile or have a good day or whatever. First of all, you feel better because it always feels good to be nice to others. Right. And maybe you made their day, or maybe they thought they met a crazy person today. But anyway, you'll be memorable one way or another, you know? In that they, they came out of themselves for a minute and maybe smiled back, you know? I just think that I, I love your project because I think this is so important on a small level and certainly on a, a, a macro level. This is terrific. So you're going to have some kind of legacy here, Miss Jennifer. Wow. So can I say I knew you when? <laughs> Before sure. publication and everything? <laughs> wow. So when there's, a, I don't know, a publishing party, I don't know what they do for these things, but I'm going to be there and I would like your signature on my copy of the book. Can, can, can yeah. you say you might do that for me? Sure, I could do that. Yes, you know, I always say when somebody asks me to sign something, I say, I brought my signature. I can do that. <laughs> Wonderful. This is absolutely terrific. Well, our upstate community is honored to have you as a member, and we love you so much for this. Um, let me ask a question. What gives you hope for the future with everything going on in this world? Oh, I am going to hope that people can just learn to be nice to each other again, instead of tearing each other down all the time. Because it's healthier. It is. It, it absolutely is. And when you practice this, you'll learn it's just as easy to be kind as it is to be cruel. Right. 
Right. And I think that has something to do with social media, maybe hiding behind it, but a conversation for another day. We're staying with kind right now. Wonderful. Well, let me give a very sincere thank you for being a guest today on my podcast, From Heartache to Healing and Hope. And I can easily see, Jennifer, people seeing this series, same storm, different boats, that we've been paddling along today on the ship name kindness. And they're going to really touch them. And maybe they'll replicate it in their community or town. And that's the kind of thing that we want. So, So thank you so very much for being my guest today. Thank you for having me.